Hello and welcome to another episode of Bent But Not Broken Podcast with your host, Scotty Smith. I'm Scotty, and our goal for this podcast was to pull the curtain back on some of the athletes past and present, along with other individuals making an impact in the world of sports. From trainers, agents, medical staff, marketers, GMs, reporters, or simply anyone making a positive impact in sports today. We want to show you similarities between sports and life, the challenges and obstacles some of these great people have overcome to become who they are today and how sports have changed their lives, and for listeners to have an opportunity to draw from their experiences and potentially use what they did to help you in your life. Many of us find times in our lives where we are bent, but we are never broken. So thank you for joining me today. Please sit back and help me welcome our first guest. All right, Mike, uh, thanks for joining us today. For everybody that's listening, we have Mike Walrick with us today. Mike is the owner of Owner the Over the Wall Baseball and is also the head uh, baseball coach at St. Norbert College here in De Pere. So welcome, Mike. Thanks, Scotty, for having me. Absolutely love doing this stuff, sort of stuff. Love talking sports. Good. And especially at this time, we've got NFL draft coming up this week. We can talk a little baseball today and maybe take people's minds off of all the crazy stuff out there. Well, you know, I'm sure this whole town's going to be talking about Mr. Morgan here soon. So, <laughs> well, we hope so. We hope so. That's <laughs> for sure. Mike, just um, if you wouldn't mind, just kind of give everybody a little bit of a background. Um, I know you kind of hail from the Chicagoland area. Kind of give everybody a little bit of a background on you, where you kind of came from, and kind of how baseball became part of your life. Sure, absolutely. Uh, yeah, like you said, I'm, I'm from the south side of Chicago. I, I grew up about 25 miles southwest of Chicago um, in, a, in a town called Bedolfian. And, um, you know, I played baseball, football growing up. Um, got through high school and just decided that, um, you know, I played one year of junior college in, in Illinois and, and thought that, uh, you know, a, a change for, for the better was where it got. So I reached out to the head coach at the time and um, at St. Norbert and uh, transferred in. And I played played for three years at St. Norbert. And then um, immediately after graduation, I started coaching. And I thought uh, I thought that was probably the way to go. My, I had a lot of injuries. So my high school football coach always used to tell me to uh, play while I was sleeping and coach while I was awake. So uh, I kind of took that at heart. <laughs> Um, not, 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 not nothing a 16 year old wants to hear, but, um, you know, they right. usually cut, they usually call them as they see them. Um, so I got into coaching right after that. I was at Notre Dame, uh, for a year under Andy Cunard, uh, who's now the Preble head baseball. And, um, there was an opportunity to jump into college coaching and that's, um, and I, that's something I, I, I definitely needed to, and wanted to do. Um, and, uh, been coaching there since. So how long total now have you been at St. Norbert? Uh, this will be my 11th year. Okay. Okay. And who was your first baseball coach at St. Uh, Tom Winsky. He was there for 20 years. Okay. Yep. And Tom has now moved on to. He's at Central, yeah, he's at Central Michigan. Yep. So you had a pretty good, a pretty good role model to kind of help ease you into that job. Yes, there. absolutely. He was a great, great guy to be around. Um, one of the funniest human beings I've ever been around, but uh, knew the game of baseball and how to create relationships. Absolutely. Um, so, Mike, with you being the head guy there now, of course, probably didn't expect, you know, in any way, shape or form to kind of come upon the challenges you guys had faced this year with just getting your season ready to get started. And then all of a sudden going from, you know, things are going to be on hold to, you know, classes in school are canceled. 
Um, how did you adjust with that being, you know, so early in the year? Uh, we, well, we were able to, you know, like as any athlete knows, preparing for a season is, is extremely taxing on the body. And, you know, we put five, five weeks of, of real hard work in just to this, this semester and uh, got a chance to play three games, which was nice. It was good to see the, the hard work that our guys put in, in the off season, we, you know, with our, our strength coach and, and then, and then in our fall season and then also season. Um, so when we got the, we got the notification that there were schools canceling, uh, their season, it was kind of a shock to us because it was still new. Uh, it was early March. Um, not really, not many people knew what the, the explosion was going to be on this. Um, so we, we played our three games and came back and we practiced all the way up until Wednesday. And, and, uh, we were still going to Florida on that Wednesday before, which was, I think, and, um, then got a phone call at eight 30 the, the next morning, the day we we're supposed to be flying out from our athletic director. He had just got a previous phone call from our president center said that part portion was canceled. We, at that time, we didn't know what was going to happen with the rest of the year. Right. We kind of assumed uh, Florida, our Florida trip was just going to be canceled. We'd come back and we'd, we'd prepare for our conference season. Um, so I kind of had a conversation. I sent down an email to the players and I just said, Hey guys, this is what's going on. And they understood um, they were not happy about it. Obviously. And I don't think anybody was, there was a, other stuff than just um, working hard to, that they had put into this. So um, they got, got an email. We got, got together. And by the time we actually got together that Friday, um, they had already made the decision to shut down campus. Um, so this snowballed so quickly and our guys were kind of uh, blindsided, but we, um, we, we prepared pretty well. I would say we, we have a, an acronym that we use at St. Norbert uh, for baseball and it's, it's the word character. Um, and it, it means something to us. Each, each letter means something different. And uh, the, the our final R in it is resilient. And we talk about that almost every day. How do we bounce back? Um, how do we jump into, into new positive things that we can, we can control? Um, and then I, this year I actually had a chance to listen to a guy named John O'Leary um, at the ABCA convention. And he talked, he was a, a burn victim when he was nine. He got um, w- kicked, a, uh, lit, a, lit a can up and it blew his garage up and he was burned on a hundred percent of his body. Um, but he talked about um, what, what you need to do to, to be resilient to, and to, to continue on because it's not, it's not, it's not simple to do. And um, we, we, he has said in there, it's not the, uh, the flame that gets you. It's always the fumes. That, so it's always something you don't see coming that you have to prepare for. And that's what we did. Um, again, it wasn't easy, but uh, it's definitely how we handled it. How did, how did the guys respond to all that, Mike? How did they take it? And there was a, um, there was, I, I will say, there was a lot of uh, tears shed. Actually, um, we had we had created a really good atmosphere for our players to thrive, uh, both personally but athletically. Um, and you know, we created a family mentality where they, we feel comfortable expressing um, everything we need to to each other. To we have always said that the, the baseball program at Saint Norbert is is a special thing, and and our guys this year really bought into the concepts that we wanted to, and it really was a family. So we we had any close-knit group you're going to see um, emotions come out and you know it's it, it, it's extremely difficult for the nine seniors that we had um that's it's i still to this day have, have a hard time talking about it because those guys put you think about it put you know you're going to division three school you're probably not going to play professionally after it um some very small chance if that if so and you're talking 19 to 20 years of of hard work pulled from you just yanked and that was extremely yeah. difficult for us to talk about uh, but we did 
And, um, you know, we, I, I still talk to the seniors uh, as much as we can be, with the NCAA giving, giving that year back for all students in the spring season. Our school is allowing them to come back. Um, I know other schools have said no, but um, our school is allowing them. So they do have the opportunity, but they're not, they're non-scholar guys. So they're, you know, it's, they still have to pay to go to school. And so it's a difficult decision. Yeah. So um, we're, we're hoping we get a few of them back to, to help kind of ease the pain a little bit, but nothing's going to, nothing's going to help with um, at least in my opinion, going to help with getting that season ripped from you. Yeah. So those kids could potentially come back and maybe begin a master's degree. Yeah. There's, yeah, there's some things they'll have to do. I mean, it's kind of a logistic nightmare to be honest with you. They there's um, we would have to, some of them depending on, on their GPA would, would have to either delay graduation, which could cost them a job um, if they wanted to come back or yep. they have to graduate and come back to get their master's. So there's some things that they would have to um, change, but to say, to give them some credit though, they, there's, there's probably five of them that we're going to see return. Um, I would love to have all of them back, okay. but um, I, I would say, I would say five is probably realistic. Four is probably, probably more ideal. I mean, five would, five would be the ideal. Four is probably more realistic. Um, but again, all nine were such great leaders. This group, this group was phenomenal. They, they set the tone in the weight room. They set the tone and we, we had so many high uh, increases in, in velocities and, and 60 times in strength. And it was, it was good to see that it's just, it's tough to not have a quantitative on the field. Well, and nine is nine for a baseball team is a yes, significant yes. amount of senior. It, um, now, Mike, with that, if were some of those guys to come back and they're thinking about it, has the NCAA allowed anything? Are there, are there some things that they're allowing? So that doesn't affect you and the athletes that you would pull in as freshmen. Well, with Division three, because it's not, there's no scholar, there's no scholarships or athletically. Yeah, I just didn't, I just didn't know if there was any kind of a rules or regulations on the amount that, you know, from an NCAA standpoint that you could have, you know, admitted on a roster right. or allowed no. on a roster. Even yeah, though there's no, no scholarship. We, we can, we can have as many as we have. But I, I take the mentality of if I'm going to recruit somebody, it's because I think they're going to have a future with us. There are some Division three schools and yeah. even some Division two who are based off of numbers and. Um, and a lot of schooling, you know, jobs or specific jobs do need that. But our school doesn't necessarily give me a target number to reach. Um, they, they just want to make sure that we have what we need when it comes to roster size and, and how it is. And, and since, I, since I took over, we have increased our roster size, but it's more in the pitcher side, just to make it more, a little more healthy. Sure. So, um, no, the NCAA yeah. hasn't put any restrictions on, on that as of now, and I don't think they will. Um, they've done a pretty good job. Okay. I've been trying to follow it, but obviously I'm trying to follow so many sports right. at one time and everything different depending on the season and all that kind of stuff that, you know, I'm trying to stay aware of things, but yet I understand there's differences and nuances yeah. with each one as well. And honestly, I don't know that the NCAA understands. Yeah. It it's going to be tough for anybody to really understand what's going on. This is when, like I said earlier about John O'Leary, it's things that things they don't see coming that are, that are, uh, that confuse you a little bit, that burn you, you know, and it's, this is one of them. And yeah. it's a fluid, such a fluid situation. Um, are the school's goal is to be open again. Um, and I'm sure, uh, I'm sure with, with all institutions, their, their goal is to be open and ready for, for summer. Um, I haven't got a confirmation on what the school's plan are. Our president's doing a great job working through that with his cabinet and, and all the, the, the vice presidents going through. So they're, they're working extremely hard, which is nice to see. And, um, and something I, I didn't expect any less at St. Norbert, those, those, the upper, the higher ups do a really good job. So I, um, I they usually just pass the information down and, and we go with it. Yep. Now, Mike, I have a question for you with all this kind of stuff, what have you been able to do or how easy has it been you to, to kind of stay connected with some of these guys right now? Cause I'm sure that's important for them too. Cause they're all stuck at home and wondering what to do. And, 
you know, you have spent a ton of time with them and probably somebody that they have a ton of trust in. So for you to be able to keep in t- contact with them, are you able yeah, to do see, that? So the NCAA came out about two weeks ago, I think it is, um, uh, with, with things that the spring sport athletes can do. Due to this, they're, a lot, they're, they're pushing and allowing you to um, do virtual meetings. Like right now, I could legally, if my 19 weeks weren't uh, before they're off, I could legally hold workouts via like Google Hangouts. So I could have them there and I, and yeah. I can watch film with them every day if I wanted to. Um, so I can nice. still coach them, which it's not ideal. Obviously, over the phone is tough, but um, getting to see the guys every day. Last night, we actually just had a meeting with, um, it was about 40, 35 of the guys um, on the team and some seniors jumped in and we just talked about, hey guys, this is, you know, this is, this is, this is what you have going forward at the NCAA. Um, I try to reach out to everybody as much as I can. We have 41 guys on the roster. So texting and calling is, is a little difficult. Um, it's not my full-time yeah. job as you know, but um, so trying to get a hold of, but I do the best I can. And we, uh, we preach family and we really do mean it. So if they needed anything and all of them know that they could read, they could reach out to me at almost any point of the day. And um, I'll try to try to get back to them. And, you know, with the, the virtual meetings are, it, I'm sure, you know, this are, are working actually really well. Um, that's how, how we're doing all of our recruiting too. Um, so this is a tough time in, okay. in recruiting for all, all, all schools, not even just, not even just St. Norbert. You're now you're talking, you can't go to places. You can't watch baseball games or football games or basketball tournaments. You, you know, we're sitting here, kind of twiddling our thumbs, looking at the camera, trying to get someone to commit to you. And that, that's extremely difficult. I'm glad you brought that up because that was something that I wanted to talk about. And this could be not only just baseball, but all sports in general. Um, what do you think the landscape is going to look like here in the next six months for schools recruiting kids? You know, how, what, what effects will that have on this? And how do you think some of that will change? And, you know, even like for yourself as you as a coach, how do you, how do you do those well, things? Yeah. The recruiting is, and I think every institution will tell you this. Um, if you think of it as a business, they're looking to get as many as many of the recruits as they can. They're, they set a goal. The admissions department sets goals on, on what they want to reach. And, and usually they have projections of where we're going to be at this time and this time and this time. But with the way the economy is right now, if we don't get people back to work, we're going to see a lot of school, a lot of people missing those goals um, purely for the fact that nobody really knows what's going to happen. Is this going to come back in the fall? Do freshmen want to start school? and be told they got to do it online right away. So this, that's going to be a, that's going to be a tough one. I don't think that'll be the case. Um, but you never yeah. know from all of the, from what some of the medical people are saying, this could come back in the spring, in the fall. And then also in the spring again, next year, until we really get a, um, a handle on, on how it's, how it's spreading. Um, so I, I think it's going to be, it's going to be hard for, for schools to get uh, commitments. I mean, we're used to getting, since I've been, since I've been a char- in charge, we're used to getting, uh, two years ago, we had 24 or 25 recruits committed for as a freshman, and last year was 21. So in two the two years I've been there, I got 41 recruits, and right now we're sitting at eight um, for the next year. So we're not that we're down. I mean, I think we still have time. It's just it's to getting people to say, okay, I'm going to commit to this, even though I don't really know what's going to happen in the fall, is still tough. Yeah, and I'm sure, and I mean, you're dealing with parents from the financial side you know, of a division three school with no financial help. If their kids can't get a academic help, you know, are we looking at some of these kids in school settings across the country now that they see who is working and what businesses are a hot commodity? Will they just forego some of that educational purpose and just go to some jobs right, and yeah, accept them right away? We actually run a recruiting visit today and, they, and with one of the kids and, and he, he just said, you know, I, I, I want to play baseball and I want to go to college. Um, but, I'm not sure what's going to happen. And he, he just had a hard time, hard time committing. I mean, we're, we're his top choice. 
Um, but you when when you and you know this stems into a whole bunch of other things. I mean, I mean, you run a business, you understand how things. If you don't, you know, just even if we started back and everyone was able to get to back to work tomorrow, does that mean the income is going to come in tomorrow? No. This is going to be a uh, this is going to be a slow process. I mean, we're really probably thinking June June and July would would be would be great, but realistically, August is when you might might bump back up and. Um, and it could be take could take longer. Some of the economic experts are saying eighteen months, and and that's just it's extremely difficult for small businesses, even for schools, to try to get people to commit to it. Well, are there going to be good loans out there? Can I, you know, and it's in a place like St. Norbert, where it, where it is a little bit more expensive. I mean, you pay for what you get, in, in when it comes to colleges, but yeah. um, they're they're doing the best they can, and and you know, I think the average student at St. Norbert pays anywhere from twenty two to twenty five thousand a year, and that's that's still extremely high. Um, but again, you pay for what you get and you're trying to get out in four years. That's how it, you know, when I recruit a kid, I tell him St. Norbert has the second best graduation or four year graduation rate in the state. And that, and they'll say, well, I could go to a state school for a lot of expensive. And I said, but you, you absolutely, but do you look at those others? Do you look at everything as apples, apples or apples, or oranges? Um, because a lot of the times they see, well, this is how much it is a year. This is how much it's going to cost, but they're not looking at a five year plan or, or a four-year plan. So that's one of the big pushes at St. Norbert is we have such a great four-year graduation rate that that's how we usually get a lot of the kids, even though we are a little bit more expensive. Um, that's usually how we get them is telling them you'll be out in four years. And right now everything's expensive. If you have right. two parents oh, yeah. that aren't working. Yeah. How, how do you commit $200,000 yeah. to a college degree when you got parents still worrying about how they're going to put food on the table or or, you, you know, right now, everybody's going through it. You're homeschooling your kids. And, and we all know parents do the best they can, but we're not teachers. We don't. We, there's a, those the the teaching profession is I think is going to is going to see a big uh, a big thank you at the end of this stuff for what they actually do, because I love my kids to death, but I can't do what they do. You know, it's just that. Yeah, as absolutely. well, they deserve every bit of it, too. Yeah, I, I know that all too well right now, trying to be home and still operate a business that even though it's closed temporarily, there's still kids and they have needs. And the younger the children you have, they don't understand this. Right. You know, they just think you're home. You know, they don't understand the things that you're trying to do behind the scenes. Um, Mike, what about, you know, staying with the baseball here? What what kind of a ripple effect do you think that we'll see with this? And I know some of it's a time issue. It may play a role in this. But like with some of our youth programs with – AAU teams and stuff like that. I know I spoke to a gentleman last week and we discussed, you know, AAU with basketball and volleyball because that's huge over the summers for traveling. Um, but you're the first person I'm discussing with, you know, the travel end of things um, and dealing with sure. like youth baseball. Um, where do you see uh, that well, taking a turn? For, for my, my, my kids' sake, there's their sanity. I'm hoping they even have a season. Um, now they're young. They're five and eight. Um, I have a two, I have twins at five and, and an eight year old, and I'm hoping their season goes. Uh, my son's season was actually supposed to start next week, uh, but it's obviously not going to happen now. Um, so they're trying to push everything back, and just from my my understanding is to the first of June and try to get things started then. But okay, you know, with this being such a fluid situation, I, I, this is going to be I think I think extremely difficult to try to get some of these uh, schedules in. Um, the farther they push this back, even if you shorten 
shorten kids just in-house seasons. I'm not even talking about travel tournaments, just in-house seasons. If you push those yeah. back, the city only has so many games, so many fields. I mean, you can't play everybody every game. Sure. It's just that's going to be a nightmare, too, trying to find fields for people to even play on and practice because we, we all know that safety is going to be the biggest thing for these kids, especially when it comes to an overhead sport like baseball. You're talking elbow or arm, shoulder injuries that we're trying to prevent. And they have rules. The state, the WIA has rules on this, on what they can and can't do, uh, pitchers specifically. And if you start pushing games, you know, back to back to back to back, you're gonna you're gonna be you're gonna be in a whole heap of trouble when it comes to five years from now with arm trouble. So I have a hard time thinking that some of this stuff is well, is even gonna happen this year. I mean, I'm optimistic. I, I would hope, I would hope that the kids are able to get back to somewhat normalcy because. Um, I can tell you in our house, it's it's extremely difficult. We can start seeing that their psyche is starting to get worn down by being home. You know, this is five weeks now. Yeah. Um, they're not used yeah. to this and uh, until they hit summer. And in summer, you know, my wife's a teacher, so she's able to be home and not have to work. But right now, she's working, and my kids do a great job of playing. But they, you know, they want to be outside, and they – as, as all, sure. we all do. I mean, I'd love to come over and see you guys, but this is not feasible right now. It's just – you know, and, and I think yeah. I think when it comes down to it, if if we have set a realistic goal of maybe July first, that's probably smarter. Yep, and then we run into a little bit of multi-sport athletes, and you're going to have an overlap. So if everybody's pushing things back or delaying, now you're going to have multi-sport athletes that will have to make a decision: Do I finish up my my baseball season, or yeah, do or I do go you, play or, basketball? Or just, does you jump into football camp right away? Do they push football? in the state do they push that back um, you know a couple of weeks to try to help these other things this this is a it's a it's like i said a logistics nightmare um and going back to the summer travel stuff you got you had travel teams who they set tournaments around the country you're talking flights you're this isn't just our only industry that's going to be affected travel alone correct hotels i know when we had uh, the travel at uh, at over the wall our parents were good good to have and, and and they were willing to pay but we didn't travel like some of these places do we didn't go to texas we didn't go to 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 lsu and play games i mean I, all four all four of the kids getting experiences but now you're talking an economy that's struggling and you've already paid this money into it how do you how do you then invest more money into it when you're not sure if you even have a job it's i yeah this is going to be a, a tough one yeah yeah, that was a similar response that I received from the, the the basketball and the volleyball coaches as well. You know, they kind of all said that we've got the ability to move things around, but kind of, you know, reiterated your statements as, will the families have the money to do it? Will things even be open for us to do that? Um, you know, flights, will they well, be Well, could you even – I mean, as stuff? a business either too, I know you're trying to make money, but you could could some of these travel teams even ask the parents at this time? I would feel bad about it personally and say, hey, you know, we're still going to Texas. It's going to cost us eight grand. You know, you got to take the, but how do you come up with that? Or it's, it's, we're, we're still going this, all this travel this summer. You're going to see, you're going to end up, you're, you're held co- accountable for that, for that, for the, all those flights and everything. And, and now at, at that point, I would, as a business, I would, I would probably try to readjust and, and keep it a little bit more local because yeah. um, your local economy, if everybody starts worried about that, that's going to help build, um, which will get things back a little bit quicker. But again, if you're, if some of these travel places think that they're just going to be able to, jump right back into this one the, when this when the country and the states open wide right up i think they're going to be in for a rude awakening well as we know too i mean with some of these travel teams the spots on these teams are limited so if half of your families bow out it doesn't matter if right. they're half want to play right. you're and done. they've already had their teams they've already done their training now i'm sure places would be say yeah let's let's open it back up and there might be some people that jump in but i don't see 
um, I don't see the long run of, of parents saying, yeah, let's commit $5,000 of a summer when we didn't work for two months, but now we have no vacation um, because we had to use it up. We had to use all our PTO. It just, it's going to be extremely difficult for those places, uh, which is one of the reasons I'm happy on that. We're not, we're not doing that travel stuff at over the wall anymore. It was, it was fun. It was great with the families, but it was extremely stressful. Sure. Sure. Well, maybe this allows for you with not doing the travel with that for you guys to do more of the things that you enjoy and working with the kids one-on-one. Yeah, on that's that, something that opportunity I, breaks. I absolutely I love doing is the, is the one-on-one, one-on-one in the small, small group stuff. You know, I love camps too, but I, I just think camps are, um, are, are more for trying to get as many reps as you can. If you're looking for peer development, you got to break it down for each of the guys and girls. Yeah, for sure. Mike, let's let's go big leagues just for a minute. What um, what does the major league baseball season, season look like to you? There's things that could happen. I mean, they've talked about uh, a few of the things that I've seen. They've talked about doing um, all the games played in Arizona at, at the Diamondbacks facility, um, which is doable if you can keep every there with no fans. You still get the TV deals. You still get that, so they'd be able to pay the players. But the issue is going to be where are they going to stay? Now you're talking about testing all these guys every time they leave to come back. And it's not just the teams that we're worried about. You know, you t- there's 50 people in a major league roster between the two teams just on the roster. Now you're talking yeah. about 10 coaches. Now you're talking about front office people. Now you're talking about stand if the stadium crew. You're talking a thousand people that would be bare minimum probably to have to run a facility like that. How do you, how do you keep those people safe? That's going to be tough. Not, <laughs> yep, not to not to mention yep. their strength and conditioning, yep. their medical needs, their therapy, nutrition, and a lot of food. people don't see that. They say, "Well, it's just just let the players go out and, and play." Well, there's, I think the owners would then say, and the and the uh, union would then say, "Well, let's be smart about this because if we're just going to go out there to put a product on the field, is it a good product that we're actually putting on the field? Because that's all they're really worried about. They're trying to make money, and that, and and rightfully so. And you can we can get to the argument about these guys get paid too much yep. or don't get paid too much um, at a different time, but. The fact is that that's their job. That's their profession. That's what they work at. They're not going to put themselves in harm's way to lose because it, I don't know about you, but I can't go to work and break my leg and lose my career. I could probably break my leg and go back to work in three months, yeah. but if they break their legs or something happens, their their career could be over. They might have to find a new avenue. So I think they got to be smart about it and not try to rush, rush this through, especially, you know, baseball is tough because you play every day, but not everybody throws every day. That's the thing. You know, I got all these, all these over usage yeah. and, that's usually what happens with arms too. You get, you spend a year doing this and, and try to do it again. And well, it's just, the arms just fail. And I've had this conversation with numerous strength coaches across the country from high school to professional, but as we do have pro sports, we'll, we'll stick with the pro sports here for a minute, but as we do have pro sports that try to salvage seasons, um, you know, what kind of shape are these guys going to come in into the season? Um, I, you know, I know I have an NFL guy that I spoke with the other day and he's like, you know, Scotty, I've got some things that I can do at my home. He goes, but I've ordered some stuff from a fitness company and he goes, it's been back ordered for six weeks. So, you know, you've got guys that want to do some home workouts, but if they're not on a regimen and they're not being taken care of by quality coaches and staff, it's pretty tough to come in and ask them to play a professional baseball season. Yeah, um, I mean, without and that's one thing training. people outside of the industry of sport development and player development. And you think you can just roll out the like this isn't a high school season. I love our high school athletes, but you can't just roll them out and expect them to play. And this is a they're 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 professionals for a reason. They they put the time in to make sure that they're 
their bodies are prepared to handle the stress that they put them through. And it's not just them. You have, like you said, you have staffs that work with them every day to make sure that their best interest is in, in line. I mean, now nowadays in baseball, you see someone, someone gets, you know, hurt, not injured, hurt, and they're out for six weeks. And it's, I'm sure the same thing happens in the NFL and the NBA uh, and the NHL. You got, they're, they're so much being invested in you guys. They don't want to lose um, a, a kid, somebody to a career ending injury because we were like, Hey, let's just get them on the field. That's not, I mean, how many athletes have you worked with professionally that maybe get overused, but also, Hey, you know, you got this nagging injury. Let's shut you down for six weeks and, and see if it fixes itself, fixes itself or the work that we're going to get in, it fixes it. And then you're out six weeks with those. They could be, the careers could be over. Yeah, for sure. Well, Mike, cool. Before I let you go and we kind of get to the end of our call here, I want to do some fun stuff. I want you to give me your favorite baseball player of all time and most memorable baseball moment, either by that player or in some my. Uh, so my favorite baseball player of all time is Frank Thomas, the big hurt uh, from the Chicago White Sox growing up there. Um, I, I, he was number 35 and I still wear 35 uh, purely because that's who I wanted to idolize. He was just a phenomenal hitter. One of the best, best pure hitters in the, in the, in the history of baseball. Um, and uh, we just, in, in the in Chicago, you're either a, uh, Cubs or, or a White Sox fan. And if anybody says they're from Chicago and then says they like them both, they're not really from Chicago. Uh, so they're probably, that's an easy way to tell them if they're, if you're, if you're getting lied to. Um, but most memorable baseball moment, um, I, I probably, it probably wasn't even as a player. It was probably as a, you know, I worked really hard at, at trying to, to learn the craft and I was constantly, constantly still learning and, and trying to, trying to pick up on things. But, um, actually being the, probably best baseball no, moment would be was being named the coach at St. Over. Awesome. That's awesome. Well, Mike, cool. I really appreciate you taking the time with us today um, just to get away from the crazy stuff a little bit, talk about some fun stuff, but some real life stuff. I know you've got a couple things going on. Um, you know, shoot us out the website of St. Norbert and over the wall if you want, and we'll post that with our stuff. So people want to check out your program, where to find Yeah, we can, uh, can overthewallbaseball.com is our, is our, um, is our website for the, for the training facility. And uh, me and um, the head baseball coach at Lawrence university are the owners there, Chris Krepling. And then uh, uh, St. Over baseball is uh, just snc.edu backslash uh, athletics, backslash baseball. Um, you can follow us on Twitter. We, you know, they, we do that too at baseball SNC or at over the wall. Um, so we had a lot of, a lot of different things and we're trying to put more and more stuff out and, positive stuff like we had said but um that's that's sometimes getting a little difficult too as as the days go on well i know we're happy to promote your program here locally you guys do an outstanding